You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey there, welcome to episode 288 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Sean, and with me this week is a special returning guest. You've heard her before once on a previous episode, obviously previous because this is the latest one, uh, episode 263, where we talked about plays. So this is Leah. Hi. Howdy. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. You're welcome. So, you were here once before, about 25 episodes ago. Yes. How did your play turn out? Um, it turned out well. Myself and RJ, it was our first directing experience, of course. Um, and it was a lot of work. It's very time-consuming, but it was something that we thoroughly enjoyed. Um, there were, of course, a few mishaps that happened right on cue, but we had a wonderful cast and we had a wonderful time. And we're looking forward to the next one. When is the next one? Do we have any idea? Ooh, so RJ and I actually have to get together and talk about the next one, but there have been a few titles that have been thrown around and possibilities. So more to come on that one. Well, we'll have to do another episode about that when that happens. Absolutely. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. But this time, we're not talking about plays and playwrights and, and plays the thing and all that. Not really. Although it is kind of a play thing. Kind of. We're going to talk about video games. Everyone enjoys a video game. And that's something that I've never covered before here on Soulforge. Oh, wow. How come? Um, because Soulforge is more about stupid things we do for love and being a better human. Mm -hmm. But I've been trying to expand it into a little bit more fun pop culture stuff. Excellent. A little bit here and there. Yeah. So what's more pop culture than video games? Uh, movies. <laughs> okay, well then that's true. <laughs> you got me on that one. I did, I did. But no, video games, they're huge. Yes, absolutely. A multi-billion dollar business. Absolutely. Yes. Huge, huge market. More and more, especially with COVID, um, kids are more into the video games they than sure, ever they, before. Yeah, you don't very often see kids outside playing games anymore. Nope. And as a mailman, uh, I see a lot of different neighborhoods. Yeah, how many neighborhoods have you seen with bikes, maybe on the front lawn, or... I never see bikes on the front lawn anymore. Oh, that's really sad. It is very sad. It is very it, sad. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe a couple times in the summer, mm -hmm. but not really. I, I don't see kids. What about a basketball net? Anybody with a basketball net uh, outside? I do see a lot of basketball nets. Okay. I never see anybody playing basketball. Hmm. Wow. That's that's very, very sad. It very is. Sad. It is. Physical activity is very important. And that's true. That's yes. true. Yeah. Uh, I, I assume they're all inside, glued to their screens. Playing a video game. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. It seems as though that's kind of the way our society is working, though, isn't it? You're in front of a screen more and more, uh, and they're encouraging that with, uh, you know, online banking or mm. online gaming. And with COVID, everybody needed to find a way to entertain themselves in the home. That is very true. Mm-hmm. And you can do everything from your phone. Absolutely. Order your groceries, pay your yeah. bills, like you said, all the things. All the things. So is it any wonder that the kids are doing it? Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, I remember when I was a kid. You must remember when you were a kid? Yes. Uh, the original Atari, did you have one? Uh, Atari, no. I had a Commodore 64. Oh, I never had one of those. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I had the, uh, I think it was the Atari 2600, and we had uh, a walk-in closet with a plug-in outlet, so that's where our TV and our game system was. Wow. So we could go into the closet and play video games until our hearts were content. In the closet, wow. In, in the closet, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and uh, I remember playing Missile Command for hours. Wow. Do you ever play Missile Command? No, no, I don't. The earliest memories I have are probably of of a Nintendo uh, gaming system. Although on the Commodore 64, we did have a game called The Sky is Falling, where you would catch fruit in a uh, basket. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, yes. I guess. I guess, I guess. I think a lot of the early games where things were falling, mm-hmm. because with Missile Command, you had like, I think, six little bases, mm-hmm. and your little um, cursor or whatever it was went back and forth, and you had to stop the missiles okay. from hitting your cities. Okay. So. That that makes sense then, yeah. And it got faster, and the music got more intense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then video games started to evolve, right? Um, I had a Sega Genesis. Did you have one of those? No, but my good friend Andrew did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Played a lot of Sonic on that. Yep. Sonic, for sure. The uh, the big uh, Sega success story, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's the console we also played uh, Earthworm Jim on. Okay. Earthworm Jim. Yeah. I remember uh, a game called Toe Jam and Earl. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think I heard of it i don't know if i ever played it yeah i used to play that one a lot too okay Hmm. okay yeah and then uh then of course the nintendo entertainment system yes when that came out we got that Mm -hmm. and uh that was a lot of fun it was because you know you had the uh the light guns to shoot the dog and and duck hunt yes you must have played that yes duck hunt absolutely came Mm -hmm. with the system yes yes yeah Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, what else? Uh, the first couple of uh, Mario games. Yes. Yes. On that system, that particular system, I believe, I remember Mario 3 being on that particular game I system. I do believe so, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. That's the one where uh, he turned into a squirrel? Yes. Yes. Yes, or the flying raccoon or something. Whatever it was that he yeah. could fly and his tail would flap and yes. do the thing. And... Yeah, absolutely. And of course, Mario 2 was nothing like anything else. No, it was very different. And you could play, I think, as three or four different characters. So there was Mario and Luigi. You could play as Princess Peach and as Toad, I believe. I think that's right. It's been a long time since I've played those. It's been a very long time. Very vintage now. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely it is. Yes. Although emulators are coming out, a lot of kids are taking these emulators and putting them on their uh, computer systems so they can play these older games. Because they were a lot of fun. They were. And some of them you could never beat. No, And that's the levels right. just continued and continued forever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I remember trying so hard to beat the first Mario game. Really? Oh, yes. It, it, it was awful. And then my brother Curtis, he beat it first. And I was like, as if he beat it first. <laughs> and then so one Saturday morning I got up and I played and I played and I played. And I finally beat it. And I woke him up and I said, look, I did it too. <laughs> <laughs> 
we tend to get those uh, little competitive uh, natures woken when you're playing against a video game oh, yes. um, with somebody else. I know that there is a game now that I play on the Nintendo Switch, um, and my son, he sort of plays as well, and uh, I, I'm always trying to beat the boss that he just beat and how long is it going to take me versus how long is it mm. going to take him he of course likes to look this stuff up on the internet right. and how do you do that it was funny because a friend of mine and i were walking we usually walk once a week and we were talking about back in the day we really didn't have these guides or walkthroughs that you could just look at well, and we didn't have the internet that's right yeah so we, we had game genie yes yes and there was like a guide but it didn't walk you through how to play the game. No, no. You, you could just get uh, either invincibility or unlimited weapons or lives yeah. or, or something. Something to cheat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, but you could never have a walkthrough to beat the game. You had to do that on your own. You did. You did. Yes. Yes. So it did require some level of thinking um, and, you know, a lot more benefits, of course, at least in my mind, are the, is that hand and eye coordination that you develop very quickly. You do. You have to. Yes. If, if you're going to beat the game or yeah. at least get good at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's, mm -hmm. that's one good thing video games are for. Hand-eye coordination. And if you do it too much, though, then you get what I used to call Nintendo-itis. Uh, yes. Where your thumbs were so sore. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's more uh, popular systems now than, than the Nintendo seems to be Nintendo is the more legacy system these days, yes. but there's your Xbox and your PlayStation as well. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. The last game system I actually bought was the original Xbox in 2004. Wow. I haven't bought anything mm -hmm. since. Mm -hmm. I've played more since, obviously, but okay. no. No, that was it. Wow. Yeah. I've always thought about, oh, I should get another game system, and then I just never do. So what kind of game system do you think you would want? next uh, something where i can play uh, hack and slash games i like adventure quests okay yeah because I, i've tried the whole uh, call of duty where you're your first person shoot i just get myself killed all the time I, oh. I can't do those so you like something more like platform to platform type of thing i think so yeah questing like Baldur's gate or uh, sure. or, or even a, a race car game okay yeah which is totally different but my favorite game used to be Rock and Roll Racing on the Super Nintendo. Wow. Did you ever play Excellent. that? No. No, I did not have an SNES. Oh. Mm -hmm. Nuts. No. That's, that's awful. Yeah, it's time to burn rubber with Rock and Roll Racing. One or two player action sends you to six different planets. Pick your racing machines and choose your awesome weapons. And blow away the competition with world-famous race announcer Larry Supermouth Hoffman at the mic and some of the greatest rock and roll music of all time, it's time to slam it into gear. With laser cannons, cluster bombs, and super boosters, destroy your opponents. So back off, wimps. This race ain't for no Sunday driver. Yeah. Yeah, it had the best soundtrack, and you could, uh, after you won a race, you got more money, and you could upgrade your, your car, and then you could get better cars, and you, yeah, you could shoot at people and throw okay. stink bombs or, or whatever. And sure. It was, it was lots of fun. Me and the brothers used to rent that all the time. Excellent. We rented the game. That was another thing. You could walk to the corner store and rent a game for a couple of days. And, and you know, of course, the goal was to beat it before you had to return it. Of course. Right? Yes. Yes. And then you would have all these... Uh, memories, uh, games, things on your computer or on your system mm -hmm. that you couldn't you couldn't access without the game. But exactly. all these pieces of it were lingering on your system. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was fun. I, I don't know. It was 
I can't remember the name of the rental place, but they would actually drive it to your house. Oh, yes. I remember that. They leave it in your mailbox or whatever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That would have been, let me think, probably around 94, 1994. Yep. That makes sense. Give or take. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Services like that. I used to use uh, Blockbuster rented them sometimes. Yes. Um, and a lot of the corner stores that have disappeared recently. Um, yeah, Mike's Mart. We used to go there all the time to rent games. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. There was a couple of, uh, of, of stores that you could rent uh, games in, for there, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't do that anymore. Can't do it anymore. You have, to, you have to buy it all on Steam or whatever it is the kids are playing. Yeah, yes. Yes, lots of interesting games there. Um, so my son is an avid gamer and he's uh, still with the Xbox. Um, that's his preferred gaming system. Okay. Recently uh, and more often he plays Apex um, Legends. Okay. Yeah, is his favorite game. Uh, and he's very much into uh, Five Nights at Freddy's and uh, of course Minecraft, which uh, has made a huge impact on the gaming world. Most definitely. My son loves his Minecraft as well. Mm -hmm. And you know what else he might also love? Hmm? This promo for another podcast right here on the ESO Network. There you go. I'm George from the Metal Geeks. I just want to let you know if you're looking for a place where we can chat about the coolest and the geekiest of things, comic books, movies, especially heavy metal, then you're not looking for anything else except for our show, Metal Geeks, where I'm always right and Carrie sometimes right especially when it comes to movies we're there having a good time me dave and carrie talking about geeky stuff and metal i repeat metal meets geeky metal geeks and we're back and i'm sure both of our sons would love that podcast absolutely yes i think they would definitely definitely so tell me more about this five nights at freddy's Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, okay, so it is mainly a jump scare game. So it has quite the lore, quite the, the cult following. Um, you can really search on YouTube uh, and find a lot of theories, uh -huh. uh, especially in regards to the lore behind Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, essentially, in the first game, you play as the security guard. Uh -huh. And your mission is to basically make it through the Five Nights um, at your new job as the security guard at Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. Mm. So, um, it's sort of a Chuck E. Cheese kind of uh, pizzeria place. Okay. Um, and the animatronics, so they have animatronics for entertainment for the children. Uh, and there's four main animatronics, at least in the first game. They're quite active at night because they want to conserve power. So, they don't really necessarily turn them off because they want them to also walk around during the day so these are free roaming animatronics they do play music and um, all kinds of things to entertain children so they don't want to turn them off at night so the security guard is actually there to try to make sure that uh, nothing happens and also um, because of their facial recognition software uh, if they happen to see the security guard, they'll think that you are actually a exoskeleton without a costume. So they'll try to stuff you in a costume. Oh my. So you have to make sure that you um, close doors when it's appropriate, make sure that you check the cameras and that type of thing. So that's kind of where it all started. And of course, going by what my son has told me, who is very much into Five Nights at Freddy's. And isn't there a movie coming out this fall? There is. Uh, I believe it's October 27th. The movie will hit the theaters 
as well as on Peacock. It's streaming straight to uh, the streaming service. I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if it's a good uh, adaptation because I think Hollywood is known for their poor adaptations of video game movies. Yes. Absolutely. Although this one is a collaboration between Blumhouse and uh, Jim Henson's Muppet uh, production studios. So they're doing all of the animatronics uh, and nobody does it better than Jim Henson's. No, definitely not. So it, it might it might be good. And I have heard good things about the recent Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm -hmm. not, not the one from the 80s. That was horrible. It was terrible. Yeah, awful. But this one here made quite a bit of money. Yes, I, yeah. I haven't seen it, have you? I have not. I, I'm anxious to possibly see it, though. Uh, did you happen to see the 80s movie? A long, long, long time ago. Really? Yeah. I actually heard a rumor, and this is just a rumor, um, uh, that the actor who played Mario in the first one, in, he was a little upset about the remake. Apparently he didn't like it very much. I think I heard that too, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've made lots of other video game movies, like the Laura Croft ones, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, and, yes. Uh, they were okay-ish, mm -hmm. but nothing has ever been a really faithful adaptation, has it been? No, I, I don't, I I don't, I can't even think of one. Me neither. No. 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 So hopefully uh, Blumhouse and uh, Jim Henson's will uh, bring Five Nights at Freddy's to, uh, to fruition and do a really good job. That would be good because Blumhouse... They're known for their horror films. Absolutely. They do a great job. Yeah. Yeah. So I yes. think, I think, based on the horror elements of Five Nights at Freddy's, it should be a good match. I think the the advantage that they have is the creator is uh, is or at least was involved. Oh, even better. Yes. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. Right on. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Oh, you know what we just did? We just played Super Mario Kart not too long ago. Yes. We played played Mario Eight. Is that what it was? Yes, on okay. my Nintendo Switch. Okay. Yes. Okay. And yes. me and the brothers, me and my son, we used to play that game all the time. Obviously not number eight, but whatever it was that we played. Mm -hmm. And I was really good at it. Uh, this time, it's been a few years since I played, so I did okay. I think you did okay. I'd never used these particular controllers before, but mm -hmm. uh, it's still a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. You got to use the actual controller. Right. I do find that the controllers that come with the system are rather small. Yeah, they, they are kind of tiny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the advantage to them, of course, is that multiple people can use them to play. Yep. So you don't have to make any extra purchases, but I do find them rather tiny. Yeah, they, they are very small. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I had the actual controller because I don't know if I would have liked the little one. Mm -hmm. Still a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yes. And Mario Kart seems to be the game that is uh, continuous. They're continuously improving on it, adding more. Uh, Way more levels than what I'm used yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. And fun for all ages. Absolutely. So what could be better than that? Absolutely. Um, it's definitely a timeless classic. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Anything else we should talk about video games? Video game wise, and I mentioned um, earlier, my son and I, there's a game that we like to play and it's called Hollow Knight. Oh yes. Um, and I sort of stumbled upon it because I was looking for games that uh, I could play on my Nintendo Switch um, because it was new to me. I hadn't really played a, a video game console since the Nintendo Wii. Oh wow. So. I was looking for something to play, and um, it was on sale, oh, so even, I came across it. Even better. Mm -hmm. The lore to this game is actually just starting to unfold. 
Uh, and again, a lot of YouTubers are sort of getting on board and, and trying to figure out the timelines and the lore. It's, uh, it's pretty good. There's a new one coming out, um, and I'm hoping to get my hands on that one as well. Excellent. Maybe you'll give us a review in an upcoming episode. That would be great. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So that's been our video game review of the Soul Forge podcast. Something we've never covered before, but perhaps we will cover again. So thanks for being on the show again. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. All right, listeners, hope you all enjoyed our video game review this week. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Leave a five-star review in the podcatcher of your choice. And remember, imagination is the only weapon in the war against reality. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links and don't forget to share the show with everyone you know the soul forge podcast is your best source for living your best life think about it super mario is back he's blasting worlds where no one has ever been he's taking on enemies no one else dares this time mario pops up power wherever he goes so bigger and badder than ever before. You've never seen creatures like these. You've never had an adventure like this. It's everything you've dreamed of and worlds more. It's Super Mario 2, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.